What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Friday, October 21st, and this is the Best Football Show podcast, bringing you all the news from around the NFL today. Let's get right into it with the top three stories in the NFL entering the weekend. Number one, Dak is back. Dallas uh, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott was medically cleared to play from the fractured thumb that's had him out since week one, which means he will be the starting quarterback this Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Uh, they'll move on from Cooper Rush, who went 4-1 and one coming off of his first loss uh, in a real beatdown he took in Philadelphia against the Eagles. But regardless of Cooper Rush's last start, this is a big spot for Dak Prescott. I cover the Eagles. I've been in Philadelphia. I've seen what backup quarterback controversies can do. I saw it with Carson Wentz when Nick Foles came in. And Foles didn't just win the Super Bowl. He came in the next year and took them to the playoffs. And all it takes is for part of the locker room to think, you know what, maybe the backup is better better than the starter. Last year, Gardner Minshew came in, won a game against the Jets. Jalen Hurts came back and played well, and he ended up winning that locker room over in a big way. But his first start after Gardner came back, that was a big spot for him. That was a spot where he needed a good game. Now, obviously, Dak has a huge financial commitment from the Cowboys, and Cooper Rush is not going to be that starter. So there are some different dynamics. But ultimately, money, franchise status, all that stuff, that doesn't really matter to the players. What matters to the players is, are you playing well? Are you playing well in terms of getting me the ball on offense? And are we winning with you? They were 4-1 and with Cooper Rush. They're 0-1 with Dak this week. Going uh, against a Lions team that they should beat, Dak has to come out and have a really good game. The Lions have a really high-scoring offense. Their defense is atrocious. So you would think that this is a game the Cowboys would win. Their de- the Cowboys' defense is pretty good, and you would think Dak coming back will be able to put points up against the Lions. But don't fool yourself. This is a big spot for Dak Prescott on Sunday. The second biggest story in the NFL right now also is another quarterback coming back for their team, Dolphins quarterback Tua has been cleared. He will be back after suffering concussions in back-to-back games. That second one what was, of course, a scary one that he suffered in primetime against the Cincinnati Bengals. He's missed the last two games because of it. The Dolphins were 3-0 and in games he started, and they've now lost three straight without him there. So that Super Bowl buzz to start has really gone away. But Tua can come back and bring that back. Their offense was really good when Tua was on the field. The offense hasn't scored 17 points without him since he's been out. Bridgewater hasn't been able to get it done. So there aren't those same quarterback you know, dynamics that you have in Dallas with Cooper Rush going 4-1 and in Dak's absence. But Tua does still need to come back and have a good game, get the Dolphins back on stride. An interesting dynamic to this is they're playing the Steelers in prime time. So Tua comes back off of a concussion that he suffered in prime time and is now right back in a national spotlight. So for a ton of reasons, both for Tua's health uh, being the top one, but the NFL has to be holding their breath and hoping that Tua is able to complete the game healthy because the last thing they need is another concussion issue in prime time, especially involving Tua. He has been medically cleared to play. The Dolphins, I don't believe, would be playing him if they didn't feel it was safe. So at this point, you would just have to hold your breath and hope that he's able to make it out of the game safe. And hopefully he goes back to playing at the level he was because when he was playing at a high level, him, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they were really fun, exciting team to watch. And hopefully Tua can return to that in his first game back. The final story right now going on in the NFL, or I should say the third biggest story, Christian McCaffrey, the trade rumors are out there. The Carolina Panthers running back is rumored to be available in a trade ever since they fired Matt Rule. The expectation around the league is that there's going to be a fire sale in Carolina, and the veteran running back is at the top of the list 
of players. It seems that they are open to moving, and it makes sense. They're not a team that's going to win anything right now. The last thing you want to do when you're a rebuilding team is pay your veteran running back big money. You can use that money elsewhere. You can use him to get trade pieces to build the roster. Running back is the most replaceable position on the team. So it makes sense why they would want to trade for him. Or trade him, I should say. McCaffrey has played in all six games this season. He's totaled 670 yards on 118 touches with three touchdowns. He's been really dynamic in the passing game. He's looked good in the running game, despite the fact he doesn't really have a great offensive line there. But probably what's most important for other teams is he's played in all six games. He only played 10 games in the two previous seasons, really was having having trouble staying healthy. But now he looks like he can get back to being that guy. So not only is he healthy, he's playing well. He looks like one of the best running backs in the league. And what will be attractive to teams is he has a base salary of just over $1 million. Now, that's for the whole year. So if you're a team acquiring him you know, by the, the the trade deadline, you're really only paying half of that. So you can potentially get McCaffrey for, you know, six, $700,000, depending on what time of the season you do trade for him. Now, his contract next year, it balloons up to just under $12 million in base salary. He has that for 2023, 2024, and 2025. But a good team, a smart team, will restructure that deal. They'll make sure that they're not paying McCaffrey that type of money. So I would guess any team that does make a move for McCaffrey is going to fit two criteria. One, they feel they can win now, like this year, like Super Bowl contenders this year. And two, they have a smart GM that is going to be capable of restructuring that contract. So with that being said, let's get into the take of the day. And my take today is going to be the teams I believe should trade for Christian McCaffrey. Number one on that list, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm here in Philadelphia. I saw what Andy Reid did with Brian Westbrook, a dynamic, smaller running back that's great between the tackles but can also be a lethal threat in the passing game. That's what McCaffrey could be for Kansas City. You look at the Chiefs right now, and yes, they are obviously playing well, but they really only have Travis Kelsey. Outside of that, their receivers, they don't have that Tyree kill anymore. They don't have that dynamic uh, second threat that teams have to plan for. Eventually, teams are going to keep keying in on Kelsey. Now, he's very good. Mahomes is very good, so it might not matter. But what the Chiefs need is a player that if they split out wide, teams are petrified of that. Teams that they, they, need, they need players that teams game plan for throughout the week. Christian McCaffrey is that player. If you're the Buffalo Bills, if you're uh, the, the Chargers, if you're the Bengals, come playoff time, you have to be aware of where McCaffrey is. You have to game plan for him. And the Chiefs are a win-now team. They obviously are Super Bowl contenders clearly this year, but they also will be moving forward. They have a nice running back in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but he's not the running back McCaffrey is. He's not that weapon. So I think the Kansas City Chiefs would top my list of teams that could trade for him. It's worth them to spend a draft pick on this year and reinvest, reinvest into that offense. Number two on the list for me It's the Bills. And the logic on here is pretty simple. A, they have a chance to win it all. B, trading for him keeps him away from the Chiefs. So when you're competing with the Chiefs for that Super Bowl spot from the AFC, you take McCaffrey from them and then, or you, you know, get McCaffrey in a trade over them. And then you don't have to worry about dealing with him in the playoffs. But it's not just about taking him from the Chiefs. It's about creating what might be the best trio of two receivers and a running back in the NFL. There certainly are a lot of good trios out there, but if you put Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and Christian McCaffrey around Josh Allen, 
That's an absolutely lethal offense that could score with the Chiefs. As much as people get on that defense for the loss in the playoffs, you looked at that game. Josh Allen played great, obviously, but they couldn't outscore the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs got the last, they got the ball last, they scored. Ultimately, the Bills need to know that they have the firepower to compete with the Chiefs. So if you're the Buffalo Bills, you know Christian McCaffrey is available and you think the Chiefs might be in on him, maybe you do go from a third round pick to a second round pick. Maybe that second round pick offer becomes a conditional first. I don't think any team should give up a first round pick for McCaffrey. As good as he is, he's still a running back. But if you're willing to pay something and you know the Chiefs are in on it, if I'm the Bills, I'm giving up a little bit more to keep him away from the Kansas City Chiefs. Makes sense for them on their roster anyway, but keeping him away from the Chiefs would be really big for the Bills. The final team I'll put on this list, or at least a number three team is, the San Francisco 49ers. They're coming off a game where they had only 50 yards rushing in a 14-point loss to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have proven to be better this year than many thought. Their offense is certainly better than many thought, but they're still the Atlanta Falcons. The San Francisco 49ers are supposed to be competing for a Super Bowl. The Falcons are supposed to be thinking about who they're going to draft a quarterback next year. So you have a 14-point loss to them where you only have 50 rushing yards. The Niners are a team that need to be able to run the ball. As good as Jimmy G can be, you do not want him carrying you week to week. And honestly, you really don't want to have Debo be the guy that you count on in the running game. They've been leaning on 27-year-old Jeff Wilson, but he's never really been a full-time back. If you go and you get McCaffrey, A, you completely upgrade at the running back position, but also you take pressure off of Debo in the running game. Uh, and, and, And then you can... Obviously, Jimmy G's in better spots with passing the ball because your running game is better. You can use him in the screen game. And Christian McCaffrey is exactly the type of player that Kyle Shanahan could do a lot with. He clearly is not Debo physically. Debo is maybe the best athlete in the NFL, at least on the offensive side of the ball. But McCaffrey can do similar things. He can split out wide. He can be a slot receiver. He can't really line up as well on the outside as Debo can, obviously, but he's also a better runner. So maybe some of those plays that you have lined up for Debo can then go to McCaffrey. You put Debo and McCaffrey on that offense with Kyle Shanahan, I think that's a really, really good start. It can help them win this year. And then you have him next year. So you have pieces to build around that quarterback, whether it is Trey Lance, whether you go out and get somebody else. It's unlikely Jimmy G for another year. But as long as you have those two pieces, I think you can feel good about the pieces you're putting around your quarterback. The last thing I'll say is, I think you got to mention them. They're 6-0. and Howie Roseman is their general manager. Would the Eagles make a trade for Christian McCaffrey? I've thought about this quite a bit. And on one hand, I don't think they would. Howie traditionally does not invest big resources in the running back position. Um, he is due the eleven million next year. Howie would never pay him that. It would end up being, you know, spread out. But ultimately, McCaffrey does have to agree. So you're still talking about giving McCaffrey a decent chunk of change. They have Miles Sanders, who is playing at a high level right now. I believe he's fourth or fifth in the league in rushing yards, but he's playing behind an outstanding offensive line. And he hasn't been that great in the passing game. I think he's played great, pretty great overall, but he hasn't been a threat in the passing game. In fact, Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the 88th best receiving running back in the NFL right now. Christian McCaffrey is third. So you look at what the what McCaffrey could bring to this passing game from the running back position. And I think it's something the Eagles would have to consider. They've had trouble when big blitzes come, getting the ball out quickly. Um, That's not Miles Sanders' fault. But ultimately, if you have McCaffrey 
going out into the to the flat, especially with this offensive line that's so great at pooling and getting out in space. Jason Kelsey, say Amalu's great at it. Um, you know, Lane is great at it. They have really good linemen that can get out in space. You do that and you put McCaffrey behind that line. They could be really good. And I talked about how with the Bills, you would have Gabriel Davis and Stefan Diggs. You put A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard with um, McCaffrey. It's really good offensive power, uh, really good offensive skill positions you have there. The team's already 6-0. In 2017, when they won the Super Bowl, they went out, they got Jay Ajayi to add to their running back group. Now, it's going to cost more to get McCaffrey, obviously. But if you're reinvesting in this roster, Miles Sanders has had trouble staying healthy in the past. Maybe you feel going out and getting McCaffrey will give you not only an elite-type player, but you have some insurance there where if Miles goes down, you're not going to Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott. Howie Roseman really liked Christian McCaffrey coming out of the draft. So I think, well, I know it's a player he has a lot of interest in. It's just going to come down to what the price is. They will not give up a first-round pick for McCaffrey. Maybe, and I stress the word, maybe they would go a conditional seventh. But I think what's going to happen is if no one is really making a great offer for McCaffrey, Howie will come in, he'll make an offer, he'll use that good checkbook Jeffrey Lurie has, he'll figure the money out, and he'll add McCaffrey to a team that has a real chance of winning it all this year and has a better chance if they have Christian McCaffrey at running back. This has been your Friday edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and I will talk to you guys next time.